I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Welcome back for Capton. Today, we're going through Meditation 6 from Book 5 of Meditations. But before I start, you may notice that there were no advertisements in the front of today's episode. If you are wondering why that is, it is because I have come across a t-shirt company that I really like that is not a sponsor of this show, but which I would like to convince to become a sponsor of this show because of how much I like it and how much I think you will like it. And I wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about them to convince you to go and check them out. And I didn't want to stack that on top of the ordinary ads that you hear in the front of episodes. I thought that would be kind of inconsiderate. The name of the company is Three Fit Theory. There's a link in the show notes. Notes, I want you, if you check this out, to go to that link. Now, here's the thing. I don't get a kickback if you buy anything from these guys. I'm providing this link as a way to show them that I'm capable of sending them some traffic and probably sending them some business. And if they're convinced by that, they may become sponsors in the long run, or they may not. But the real point of this is that you're going to like this t-shirt company, and I want you to know about it. I am a big guy. I've recently gone from 148 kilograms down to 140 or 335 pounds, roughly down to 310 pounds. So I'm on a bit of a weight loss journey as I enter my 40s. And something that has been a challenge to me over the years, just in general as a bigger guy, has been finding shirts that fit that do two things. One, don't look boxy, make it look like I'm wearing a moo-moo, you know, <laughs> you bigger guys will know what I'm talking about. And ones that if I put my arms up are long enough that my tummy doesn't come out of the bottom of the shirt. And I understand that's probably a problem for more than just big guys. So what 3Fit Theory does is they send you a box with three shirts in it in the size you request. And those shirts are cut to three different fits. You try all three on, keep the fit you like, send the other two back. And then whenever you want to order a t-shirt, for right now they're just t-shirts, but they're nice t-shirts, you can just pop on the website, say you want it in this color, in this fit, and then they just send it to you. And you know it fits, you don't have to worry about it. So I reached out to these guys a couple months ago because I loved the shirt that I got fitted with so much that I, first of all, wanted more. And I also wanted to say, hey, look, I think my audience would really love this product and you should be a sponsor. But the thing is that any sponsor I bring on has to go through the proper channels. They have to go through Glassbox because that's my network and they get a cut of all ad revenue. So I can't sell ads on my own 
or I'm kind of like subverting the rules of being part of a network that does that kind of work for me. So I said, how about this instead? You just send me seven shirts or 10 shirts, and I will promote you on one episode. And if it goes well for you, then maybe you can explore becoming a formal sponsor through Glassbox. And their response to me was, we don't have to do that. We can just send you, you know, a bunch of shirts. Happy to do that. You're supporting us. Seems like you really like the product. So let us just say thank you. And we love your podcast. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't as someone who's trying to be as much like the sage as possible, I can't take this free thing from you and not give you something. So they have no expectations, but there is a link in the show notes of this episode, a special link, not one that provides me with a financial kickback, but one that allows 3Fit Theory to see that you came from the podcast. So if you make a purchase, they know that it came from me. And again, I don't get any money for that, but if enough of you check this out and enough of you give it a try, then it may become apparent to 3Fit Theory that they should become a formal sponsor. So with that said, 3Fit Theory is the name of the company. Link is in the show notes. These shirts are I cannot say enough about them. It is my favorite t-shirt. I will try to wear it whenever I can. I'm upset that I only have one. The ones they just sent me are in the mail and on the way, and I cannot wait for them to get here because I'm probably going to wear one every day. At the moment, this is a product only for men, and it's not specifically for large men only. It's for men who are just looking for better fitting shirts, and I would encourage you to check out the website to see exactly how the product works and learn more about it. But the link is in the show notes, and now let's get on to the meditation. Really want you to check that company out, you guys. It's great. So today's meditation is number six from book five, and it goes like this. One kind of man, when he does a good turn to someone else, is forward also to set down the favor to his account. Another is not forward to do this, but still within himself, he thinks as though he were a creditor and is conscious of what he has done. A third is, in a sense, not even conscious of what he has done, but he is like a vine which has borne grapes and asks nothing more when once it has borne its appropriate fruit. A horse runs, a hound tracks, Bees make honey and a man does good, but doesn't know that he has done it and passes on to a second act, like a vine to bear once more its grapes in due season. You ought then be one of these who, in a way, are not aware of what they do. Yes, you might say, but one ought to be aware precisely of this, for it is a mark of the social being to perceive that he is acting socially and to want his neighbor to perceive it too. What you are saying is true, but you take what is now meant in the wrong way. Because of this, you will be one of those whom I mentioned above, for they too are led astray by a kind of plausible reasoning. But if you make up your mind to understand what is meant, do not be afraid of omitting thereby any social act. So we don't do things for recognition. We do things because those things are kind, beneficial, and in the non-Stoic sense, good things to do. Some of us do those things and we write them down in our mental notebooks saying something along the lines of, we've done a good, kind thing for John, I get a point for, I get a point for that, and John owes me a favor. Others of us know that we've done a kind thing, truly don't expect anything in return, but still consider ourselves to be exceptionally kind people who do many kind things for others. We might think ourselves rich in deeds, for example. We think, oh, we're pretty great people. Then the remaining of us, which is probably the least in number, 
as we work to develop our good characters, do things that are in alignment with that work, with developing a good character. We don't note the good things we've done in a ledger, though of course we know we're doing it as we do it. We just sort of do it because we know, in the moment of our doing it, that it is the appropriate thing to do, and so we, as those in the middle of a journey to virtuous characters, just do it. I think if we're honest with ourselves, most of us are a combination of the latter two examples from Marcus. I'm certain that I've done kind things that I don't remember, simply because they were kind things to do, and I felt compelled, in pursuit of living according to nature, to do them. I cannot, because I don't remember them, tell you what they were. I have no record of doing them, but I know a default position of my character is to try to do kind things for other people, so I know there's been plenty of times I've done it. So, in part, I'm the kind of person, and you're the kind of person who does a kind thing and then completely forgets that you've done it, because you weren't doing it for points. I think that's most of us. But I do also have favors I remember doing for people, especially around the act of lending money or offering my home to people in times of struggle. I've talked about that a bit in the past. And while I don't ever expect favors necessarily in return or some sort of formal expression of thanks, I do mark that I've done something especially kind for someone. And that kindness does seem to stick with me in as much that when I interact with those people, it is impossible for me not to remember that I've done this kind thing for them. So I will give you an example. I am sure I have donated money before, and I don't recall it at all. I've probably let people cut in front of me in a queue because I wasn't in a hurry and maybe they were, and I don't recall that. I've probably helped an old woman grab something off of a tall shelf and don't remember that either, and I am certain that my character practically compels me to do these sorts of thoughtful things on a regular basis, and I am sure also that yours does. But I can't necessarily, just as you can't, prove that because I don't and you probably don't remember any of those little things. So in that way, I, and probably you, are like Marcus's third person, the best kind of person to be, but only partially. Because there is a story, and I think I've told it before, that I once let a friend spend eight months in my house because it was the right thing to do. But that friend was so ungrateful and to such an extent wasted and took advantage of my kindness, that every time I so much think of that person, I remember that kind favor, and I feel slighted. I shouldn't, because I didn't do the kind favor to be owed, or to be given some sort of man of the year award, but there is something about certain degrees of kindness that come with, for almost all of us, an expectation of, at the very least, gratitude and appreciation, and I think this is something that most of us will find that we fall short on when we're trying to become like Marcus's third person. So Marcus is telling us that we should strive as much as possible to be more like the most latter example most often. And here, lattermost is Marcus's lattermost example. We do appropriate and kind things when they present themselves, not because we've chosen necessarily, to do them, but because our character is of such a disposition that we are compelled by that character, or perhaps compelled is the wrong word, maybe it's more like we have no choice but to do those appropriate and kind things. Remember, a virtuous person, the sage, does what is good because they know what good is, and, going back to Aristotle, a person only does what they believe to be good and right. So, a person who knows what is good, can only do good 
for it is all they know, and a human being will not choose to do what they know to be wrong and bad. And for those of you saying, that wasn't Aristotle, that was Socrates, yes, it's true, they both said that. Of course, the sage is not likely to be us, is it? The sage is as rare as the phoenix. However, we can, the nearer we move to an absolute understanding of virtue, or Kai would yell at me for that, an understanding of virtue, certainly become more, instead of less, prone to appropriate action and behavior free of attached strings or self-serving conditions. We won't ever get it perfect, and the sage would tell you that's okay, in the sense that perfection cannot be attained simply through wanting it, and that progress is the point of the journey anyway. So here is what I would like you to consider today as you move on from this episode. While some disagree that virtue is a habituation of behavior, I think the habituation of behavior is the only practical way to get anywhere near to an eventual understanding of virtue. Just as you cannot become physically fit without first making a habit of good physical and dietary choices, you cannot ever come to know virtue without deciding to do what you think are appropriate acts approaching virtue. So you will be, for a long time, habituating certain behaviors with the hopes that this habituation modifies your natural disposition. Once you've done that, then you can start, will start, and won't be able to avoid, in fact, doing those things which are appropriate without even thinking about it. So today, I want you to think about a particular subordinate virtue, like kindness or charitableness, for example, that you personally would like to turn into more of a reflex than a choice, and begin making the choices to be, in this example, more kind or charitable whenever you're given the choice. Or if you'd prefer, we can stick with the fitness example, and you can tell yourself, when I see stairs, I will take the stairs. Now, you will hate that at first, I know that I did. But soon, you'll see stairs and say, uh, okay, stairs, that's the way forward. And eventually that will change into, where are the stairs? Eventually, stairs will be on autopilot. It's the same with kindness or charitableness or patience or anything else that you start actively attempting to habituate. So identify the subordinate virtue that you would like to work on and do as I've suggested here. And if you're keen join the Discord to let me know how it's going, and others, of course, who are in the Discord, and what it is that you specifically are working on. Thank you again for listening today. I appreciate you being here. Please remember, check the link in the show notes to check out 3Fit Theory and their t-shirts. I know you will love them. And until next time, take care. Take care.